Hi, my name is Jacqueline Turner. I'm here with Mr. Philip Black, and we are recording August the 4th, 2022, at the Street Sense office in Washington, D.C. And we're going to start the interview with me uh, asking Mr. Cl uh, Mr. Black to introduce himself. How you doing? My name is Philip, Philip Black, um, also known as the Cat in the Hat. Very good. Okay, we want to know all about Mr. Black. Okay, we're going to start off by asking you a couple of questions, and you can say anything you like and anything you feel uncomfortable. Just say, I don't want to talk about that, and we'll move on, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, one of the key components of our project is that we will be having vendors interview other vendors okay could you tell us a little bit about your childhood early life and school oh my childhood life i mean it was it was fantastic to have nine nine brothers and sisters but it was more like it was discipline because my mom and dad was in the home you know they wasn't separated enough and they had a, to me they had a good marriage so it was more like you got to be in the house a certain time everybody had chores to do if you didn't do your chores, if I didn't clean the bathroom up, I can't go outside. But I went anywhere and I find myself couldn't do nothing. Just come home and do homework and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, in other words, you came from a structured family. Oh, a structured family. It was so. It was. It was just so disciplined because if you weren't at the dinner table by five thirty and you come in late, you couldn't eat. Oh. Yeah, well, rules and regulations, that's part of the world, right? Right, and then we all had to say grace. Each one of us oh, had to take God. turns. <laughs> take turns saying, you know. So when it was my turn to say grace, I'm like, hmm, I'm going to eat. I didn't want to. Oh, hmm. is that how you was? Yeah, so if that's I didn't say grace, if it was my turn to say grace, then I better think of something. I used to write it down. Because if That's I didn't, nice. I come in the house, I'm like, wow, I smell pork chops all outside, and <laughs> my mom will cook every day. And you was thinking about that food, huh? Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, I have a, a girl and stuff, and um, I make her say grace, but I used to make her read the Bible and study things. But, you know, people have different um, way of raising their children, but it seemed like that was a good idea, and that provided structure in your life which a lot of people don't grow up with, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you had that in your life. Okay, could you describe the area in which you grew up in? Yeah, I, was, um, I grew up on Capitol Hill. I moved, um, I lived, um, until I remember, I lived on 822G Street Southeast, right across from the Marine Barracks. And every Thursday and Friday, they played the band, and you know it was free to get in. You know, especially the popcorn and the peanuts, and they had real machines. They make the popcorn. I'm like, oh my! I would never miss. I'd be the first one in line, and be, then be the last one to leave. Yeah. Because, but I try to hide it, but my mom and dad said, no, take what they give you, and don't take extra food home. <laughs> so when I take extra food home and hide it, my brothers and sisters they wanted it, but didn't want to <laughs> face the consequences. So they yeah. tell on me. Ah. And then I get in trouble. But was your family close? It seemed like uh, with nine brothers and sisters, what number were you? 
I was the last one, the baby. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you had uh, brothers how many and sisters how many? Um, Five brothers and, f- and four girls. Mm. So were you close with your brothers? Yeah, we, we had to be close because there was, was a brother and sister. You look out for your brother. You know, watch Philip. Mm-hmm. Make sure Philip don't run out in the street. To where it got to the point to where I'm like, I wanted to go across the street because that's where the fun was. Uh-huh. But when you got to stay on your block, <laughs> you can't, you know, hey, Philip, can you come across the street? I'm like, oh, no, I don't feel like it. my arm hurt. You know, you know, your mom tell you to, <laughs> yeah. you got to stay on the corner. And it seemed like when you say don't do something, that make you curious and want to do it, don't it? Even more, yeah. Yeah, If I, I can go back in day, days and time, I mean, I'd still be curious. Yeah, but that was a good thing you had family because a lot of people don't have that benefit. And a lot of people didn't have that growing up. It was just so good because most of my friends, their parents was either divorced or one parent work at night, one during the daytime. So when they come over my house, they'll see the structure. So my house was like the hangout house with my Mm -hmm. My mother would have, have, have for me... Or my other sibling that have company over because she didn't know where everybody is. And those days, your parents can hit you, and you can hit other kids too. Uh huh. Because you know that's how that's the way it was. So, uh, what kind of job did your mother and father have? Oh, uh, my mother. She was in. Uh, my mother was in the real estate. She um, but she had heart trouble, but didn't know it. She was in the real estate. She she had about twenty twenty six stores. She owned Horse and Dickens, the Fish Place in Northeast, the Cleaners, Curryouts, uh, restaurants. And then she started buying property in Vegas, and she seen pictures of him. She was hanging out with the Rat Pack, uh, Joy Bishop, Dean Martin. She you know, was a real professional. Yeah, I didn't want that. Good at I, it. I just wanted my mom. I didn't I care did about that. her. Six, I mean, That's my, something my, to be proud of, though. Yeah, but I was a baby, and I didn't know. <laughs> you know, and my other brothers and sisters, mom coming home, mom coming home. You had to line up for your de- line up for your allowance. Yeah, I didn't want no allowance. I just wanted my mom home. Yeah, you know, because I worked with my dad all the time. But well, I, how close were you and your dad? Me, and my dad, we, uh, my dad was a lot of fun. He he make things out of an example, or. He'll give you an example, let you make your own mistakes, and then he'll tell you about it and explain. If you keep making mistakes, all you're going to do is hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. And I hurt myself a whole lot. You In know, the long run, he was telling you philosophy about what yeah, happens. And they had all these, um, I remember the hostess Twinkies and the chocolate ho-hos, because he, he was in charge of the commissary. Mm-hmm. So when he'd go on a run or go um, across the base, I would grab boxes of them mm-hmm. and put them in a bag and hide them in the trunk. And all the time, he knew what I was doing. We would never say anything about it. Them chocolate ho-hos was good. And then I started selling them in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you ever have any dental problems? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> dental problems right I now. wonder why. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, at least y'all were close and... And you felt comfortable enough to say that you and your dad was close. Um, and did you like going to work with him? Yeah, it was, it was after school. So sometimes I would excel in school where I can get out early. If I got in the um, seventh or eighth, eighth grade, they let me go early. If I do my homework early, because they knew I wanted to go to work with my father. 
Oh, that was nice. You know. So they kind of worked with you. It worked with me because, I, like I said, I mean, all that food and sweets and candy, Mary Jane's bubble gum. Mm, that sounds good to me, and I'm grown. It's <laughs> it was just so much of it, cause everything on base was cheap, you know. Mm-hmm. And by me working with my dad, it made me feel good. I can just walk around, and put my hand in, it and just eat anything I wanted, you know. Well, that was a what do you call a bonus? Yeah. Yeah, that was a bonus to the job. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I know that was fun growing up, so. When did you get in count? You said um, you liked the school and everything, and you was popular. But what happened after you started, you know, like going into junior high and stuff like that? Uh, uh, when, when junior high was, junior high, it was okay, but when I went to the 10th grade and went to Anacostia High School, things changed. It was so many girls there, and there's... It was just so much to get into, but most of the things to get into, you had a sacrifice, like, like cutting class. Really? Um, yeah, I would go to homeroom and wouldn't even go to two or three classes because uh, one of my friends, if their mother would probably just be gone for a couple of days, we'll have a party. Maybe we could backtrack this a little bit. Okay. Okay, so tell me about what's the good things you remember when you were growing up. Oh man, Anacostia Park, the cookouts, uh, the crabs, uh, the shrimps. I mean, you'd be surprised that at Anacostia Park was—is that the place where uh, they had like uh, swimming and shows? The, the, and the, the, tell the, me the, about that. The free concerts. Um, one time, Rick James came down there. He was—he was. I remember him. He's a good entertainer, but he was drunk. He didn't even sing no songs, but <laughs> it was so much fun because it's like when you go to a cookout, everybody would just share food. I mean, even strangers, if they was having a cookout and we had one and somebody had one, we put everything together. Yeah, that was like the good times, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what did you like most about school? Because I'm trying to figure out, you say uh, you well, like sports, the sports. Basketball. Uh-huh. Because if, if I get punished... For not doing my homework or not doing my chores, I would stay out in the backyard and just dribble the basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, hours and hours and hours at a time. That Did was this my, pay off for you? Yeah, it paid off for me real good. How? Uh, I made all metropolitan. Hello. We, we had a terrible basketball team. We would lose more games than we won, but they always mentioned me in the paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Black scored 23. I guess so. Philip oh. Black scored this, Philip Black, but they still got blown out. Yeah, all metro. That's pretty prestigious. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's paper uh, headlines, and everybody saying, "Yay, Philip! Yay, Philip!" And college, college coaches was coming to see me play. I Mm. I, I played against the best. I played against uh, Johnny Dawkins. Mm. But did you get the big head? mm, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about that? I don't know. It's it's just because I I would never think this getting punished. Not doing my work would get me to this point to where you, you know, could be a star. People was calling me, calling me by my name. I didn't even know them. Mm-hmm. They said, "Hey, Philip, like, hey, how you doing?" I didn't even know them because it was they saying things like Philip's the man, Philip's the man. Oh man, <laughs> girls was driving their parents' cars, mm. picking me up, taking me to McDonald's. I know because I was one of those kind of girls that chased the sports people. Yeah, and then all the cheerleaders, <laughs> and then when guys be be, 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 be dating the cheerleaders. And we got to go to practice. 
I mean, I'm spending more time with the chili than they can because, <laughs> you know, they can't come to practice. Uh-huh. You know, so I, had, I had a few of advantages, but I was always taught by my dad and my mom, don't take advantage of a good opportunity. Mm. You know, because if I didn't make a certain grade, you know, the, the, the coach wouldn't throw me off. They would let me play, but my mom. She wasn't having it. It'd be in the middle of the game. She'd come and she'd bust in the, in the um, she'd come home. Mm-hmm. Come out of town and said, "Is that my son right there?" She said, "Hey, I know." She said, "Come on, get your stuff. Let's go." She pulled me off the team mm-hmm. while we're playing, mm-hmm. not when the game is over. I mean, she was sturdy. Yeah, and then when I saw, her, I was nervous because I know how she, I know what she stands for. Yeah, she would. I made a D. Get embarrassed. If I made a D or my C minus, you can forget about basketball. Mm. And that's the way she, you know, and my well, father. Just talking my about father that, was, that's hard to keep up. Coming from a person who was like a D student, I don't know how you did that. That is commendable. Yeah, it was just, I mean, early on it was nice, but as you get older, you don't want to, I mean, I studied for a test. I wouldn't go to class to take the test because I'm out with my friends. They driving. They driving cars. Um. I'm 15, 16 years old hanging out with Older people, mm-hmm. you know, they got money. You know, I got like two, three dollars in my pocket. They got thirty, forty dollars in their pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it was temptation. Mm-hmm. So then, when I, um, they, it was hard for them to talk to my mom to school because she was gone all the time, mm-hmm. and my father ran the base. So a lot of times, I would try to ask my sister to cover for my older sister. Mm-hmm. And she said, nope, nope, you're going to get me in trouble. And the thing about it is, they never covered me. They mm-hmm. always told on me. Well, <laughs> was that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, it was a good thing then, but back then it was a bad thing because, you know, I wanted to stay out and, you know, it was all about basketball. But playing basketball real good, you was just getting extra, you know, extra bonus coverage. You know, they had picked me up with a Big Mac already waiting for me, fries and a soda already before I even asked for anything mm-hmm. because they already knew, you know. So tell me some other good memories. They would uh, volunteer to be nice to you and stuff. That's one of the good memories. Uh, you got um, privileged things because, you know, being all Metro and stuff, that's another good memory. And as you when you were younger, you started, you know, practicing and grew to love basketball, that's a good memory. Is it any more memories you want to share? Yeah, it's it's like my, but my mom always helped my friends, um, my friends' parents out. My mom, she was in the real estate, but she know about my friends' situation as far as how they live in, and they didn't have too many things. My mom would buy us school clothes and buy my friends' school clothes too. She was a good lady. Yeah, she was a great lady, and then we had two deep freezers, you know, full of food. And my mom always liked to entertain, you know, so yeah. she had to make my older sisters, y'all take out them steaks, y'all take out the shrimp. I'm like, yeah, y'all, yeah, yeah, let's go take them out. Because she cared about a lot about my friend because I was the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, so she would rather have my friends to stay over. And those were good times because we had a great big backyard right across from D.C. General Hospital. Mm. You know, we had... Um, oh, yeah, I know that area. Mm-hmm. It's right on the corner. When you come out the driveway by D.C. Jail, we had two houses together and tore all the walls down. So we had two houses combined. It was huge. 
Yeah, that's because to this day there are a lot of nice houses in that area. Mm -hmm. And they had attics, and then my mother had contractors make bedrooms out of the attics. Mm. And had solar stuff put in. It was just that she she just excelled in her job. The yes. real estate business was, was booming. Yeah, she was good at that. Mm -hmm. And she knew a lot of things, so that's that's really good. Okay, what were some of the challenges that you had while you was growing up? Like, you had a lot of good memories and good things happening. Any downfall or down in that? Yeah, I mean... I took things for granted. As you as you get older, going into from junior high school to high school, your mother just because she had money, she wasn't gonna go out and buy me like the Peter's jacket. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get no Peter's jacket because members only. Members only. I wouldn't. I didn't do anything to deserve it. So my mom just didn't say here, here, here. So I had to earn everything that I and I, I played ball so much. And then my friends, I say, how can my friends have all this stuff? And my mom like rich. What about me? You know. So she said, nope. She said, nope. If you do, if you clean the bathroom for a month and help do have all with the dishes. We'll talk about that, Peter's Jack. I'm like the dishes. When it's <laughs> my turn to wash it, they pile all the dishes up in the sink. Or my older brothers, there. My older brothers. <laughs> They, they would they would mess the bathroom up on purpose. Uh, they, they take a bath, set up a shower. They take the they, they they take a bath and leave the bath shell ring all thick. Now I gotta clean that up. Mm. I said hmm, I don't want no jacket, you know. But well, I did. Could be like they felt like you were the baby and that and you getting was all getting the away. Yeah. Mm. So they was uh, maybe a little jealous. I mean, it's, I mean civil uh, civil, civil robbery. robbery. You know, yeah. it was it's fun because they say um. Why, why, why he got to get a whole uh, a whole steak and cheese and we get half? She said, because he made the basketball team. He made the paper. I go, mm, that's why I made the paper. I made the paper. So like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm, so. Okay. Yeah, I remember them good days. Uh, well, what about the go-go's and stuff like that? Did you ever participate in D.C. go-go? Yeah, I love the go-go. And I, I got away with a lot of stuff because once my friends... Start getting clothes and stuff like that. I leave out the house with my regular clothes on. Cause mm -hmm. my mom always go to Morton's. M A R T M O. I know. Morton's, been Morton's, there. Morton's on the corner. That was the cheap stuff. But, but my they friend, had a lot of things. It's oh, like yeah. Rainbow today. Rainbow, yeah, Rainbow got it going on. But when you my age, they they went they going to Cavaliers. Uh -huh. They wearing the Stack Hill shoes. Yeah, I remember. And so my that friends too. would let me use their clothes. I, I mean, I, I leave house with this <laughs> one. Then when I go to the clubs and the go-go, I pan around my room, make uh -huh. sound the temple. I would have one of their clothes, and then nobody knew I was wearing their clothes. You know, I think that might be unique to D.C. because I've lived in some other states and they didn't have that. Um, the squad room, um, uh, panorama room, and then just about all the Catholic churches had dances mm -hmm. and go-go's every Friday or Saturday. Every Friday, then they were selling them fish dinners. Mm -hmm. they do they do that in other states? I oh, never, I heard, of never heard of that. But they do it right now in by CVS on 12th Street. Oh. The, um, the Temple of uh, not Temple of Prayer. It's a church right across the street from CVS on 12th Street Southeast. Uh huh. Every Friday, every Friday night, all you smell is fish from four or five blocks. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I was getting the free fish because I'm cutting the hat. I'm a, I sell <laughs> street sand. <laughs> I That's sell street good. Sand. 
So that's a that's a that's a thing that's unique to DC, and uh, that's a good part of growing up in DC, I guess. But that would uh, when you sit back and think about it, those are things that you can remember that's unique to DC. So when DC pops them in your mind, you be thinking about, oh yeah, the go go, oh yeah, Cavaliers, oh yeah, you know, the designer clothes that uh, came from Cavalier, and how, remember those silk handkerchiefs? Oh my God! Every me and my sister used to. My mother worked in the dry cleaners, and the guys used to leave their handkerchiefs in the pocket, mm, and yeah, she would yeah. bring them home. And me and my sisters have fist fights because I'm gonna get this one for my man. No, you're gonna get mm. that for my man. You know. So I don't know if they did that in other states or not. Well, it, it was so popular. It, well, where we lived at, it was three doors down from where we lived at. It was another black family. Same we last were, name? Same last name, but no relation. So what happened was um, one girl had on her sister's uh, designer blouse, and they got the fist fighting, and mm. the little sister beat the big sister. The big sister <laughs> went and got a, a bush knife and stabbed him. Stabbed oh, my goodness. Death. They were serious. They thought it was my family. His <laughs> <laughs> last name black, but it wasn't. It was somebody else's family. Yeah. I think family. sibling fights can be the worst. That that's kind of stuff happened. And uh, how did you get involved with streets? And first of all, uh, are you married or were you married? Yeah, I'm, well, I got married at 23 because the girl who I was seeing at that particular time, she became pregnant. Ooh. And and my mother. So it wasn't mother, your idea, but it was the group's idea. Yeah, my mama said, "You gonna have a baby?" And we got with her parents. And everything like that, and it was like, y'all have to get married, you know, we'll provide y'all, stuff like that, stuff like that. And I was so happy, but then when the child turned, um, when my um, when my first daughter turned like eight years old, it was something happening in the hospital, and they needed something from me, and I, I wasn't even a real father. Mm. But I, it didn't make me. Well, I was so far. By that time, yeah. I, I, too many times, I, I raised her. I'm, I'm, I got her now. I got, and then. Even when I got divorced, they gave they grant me full custody of my um, of my two daughters because my wife she was living a lifestyle that mm, she wouldn't she wouldn't just never come home. But by that time, even when I found out that I wasn't the real biological father, I still was her father. So even right now today, she just called me a little while ago before I came in this interview. So how long did you um, stay married? I stayed married for like. Mm, like 21 years, a long That's time. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. And you divorced now? Yeah, very, very, very happily divorced. <laughs> but, but we should. <laughs> um, it was like. And very then, happily. <laughs> but what happened? This, 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 let me tell you how life do you. What happened uh, was, uh-huh. she was. Um, my mom loved her so much, regardless of you know. She said she made a mistake or whatever. My mom bought her a car. And she took her best friend to take the police test. So the best friend told her, she said, don't you got a high school diploma? She said, yeah, she said, well, girl, come on, get in line. They say, All right, you can take the police test too. The one supposed to take the test, she failed. And my ex-wife became a police. Mm. That's how she well, became Well, that's a, good. At least that's a good um, vocation. Damn good job. Mm. It may be a little dangerous, but it's prestigious and it's something to be proud of, and 
It's a good feel, you know. Nobody, well, some people might, but most of the time we say, well, I'm a policeman. People say, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, you know? and then what happened was when she became a police officer, my daughter's like, Dad, Mom, I'm a police now. You want to let her come home? I said, Mom, and she, your mom is not ready to come home. Just because she was a police. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was still drinking. She would come home. I mean, she would. When I let her come just to stay the nights, weekends with the girls, she'll go to work and leave her gun at home. Or she'll go to work and leave her bags because she's been out drinking. Mm-hmm. And she nowadays, back then. She wasn't in, ready. Uh, I, mean, I mean, she was ready to be a cop, but sometimes when, that's when police was still doing drugs. Mm-hmm. And then they had this thing called Operation Caribbean Cruise on Georgia Avenue by the IBEX. Because mm-hmm. four of district stations right there. Mm-hmm. So one day, um, before that came out, me and my daughter said, my daughter said, Dad, let's go to Giant and get some crab legs. And me and my two daughters walked in um, Giant on Alabama Avenue, and there was my wife, their mom, holding hands with her boss. Mm-hmm. That's why I told them that. Daddy, who is that man mommy with? I'm like, that's one of her co-workers. Or well, why they hold their hands? I'm like, yeah, why you asking me all them questions? Yeah, I know what's, <laughs> yeah, I know what's going on. But that's the guy. I let her come home for the kids. Uh-huh. But the kids didn't, didn't care what she did. They just wanted us back together. Yeah, that's how children are. And they didn't care, like, mm-mm. She but y'all divorced now. And mm-hmm. uh, what happened after your divorce? Uh what what events took place in your life after y'all got divorced? Oh man, I was after divorce. I I started getting sick because before we even got to um got divorced, that's when I came home from the hospital and everything was gone. Even the ice trays. Now why would she take the house, even though it was my mom's house? But my family and my mom and dad was still on her side because it's like they blamed me for her sleeping around, but. It wasn't, she was very popular. She was so pretty. So you got sick and went in the hospital, and when you came home, you was homeless. I was homeless. All the furniture was gone. They went down to North Carolina. Oh, gee. The furniture was gone, and I was just so happy. It was the summertime. So the only thing we did was some paper cups. I looked in the, the freezer to get some ice, to get some ice water. The ice trays were gone. Who takes the ice trays? I don't want to say this, but it seemed like you got a bad deal. Oh, um, man. Not really, I mean, not really because I had so much coming up. Most most of my friends will cover you me. You figured out it evened out? It evened out because I got away with a lot of stuff that other people couldn't get away with. Like if, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if I, I... So is that when you got involved with Street Sense, or how did that come about? I got involved with Street Sense because when everything was gone before, I mean, I had already got sick before. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was just... Uh, I've already been in plumbing school, you know, and I wanted to get the branch out for my mom and dad, working for my dad. My dad, my mom would pay me, my mom would pay me not to work with my father. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, it worked because I quit, because my mom was giving me that much money to work for her. Yeah. But my father understood, but really he didn't. He knew my mom was bribing me, but she bribed her younger son. It makes you happy. Yes, you know, my mom made me off. I couldn't refuse, and I, I I took the money because I'm saying on your dad's part, he was saying to himself, "If that's what you want, yeah, he's okay he said, but that's your mom, boy. You know what she's doing. You know she's conning. You know she's conning." I like, yeah, dad. I said, but I need the money. I was I was traveling with her, and then she she was starting to let me handle her money. Mm. So when she started letting me handle her money, 
at 19, 20 years old, I can take the deposit, like $5,000, spin it. But then when Friday come, I got to have that money back in the bank to show receipt, you know, mm-hmm. to show that I put the money in the bank. But I was so popular, the lady, the bank manager, it was um, the bank on 711 on 8th Street Northeast. Because before the computers, if I put 500 in the bank, I can go to the bank and take the 500, go to another bank and take it out again. Because before they didn't, they didn't have the transfer. Yeah, the, the, the computers yeah. and all that, like, you know. Well, so that I, didn't seem like it was a good thing. Yes, it Did was to me. Did you ever go to jail or get in trouble with that? Oh, no, I didn't go to jail. I mean, I was, I mean, that. You know what? It, 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 it wasn't advanced, the stuff, isn't it? I had to yeah. take advantage of it because I had girls to take care of, and they wanted, that. you know. But, you know, you can consider yourself one of the, because statistically, most black males, especially in metro area, I say maybe six out of ten Go have had some kind of contact with the police. Mm-hmm. And out of them six, at least four of them have been to jail. And, and of that four, at least two or three of them got more than five years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just thought, so me you thinking... you would count your blessings. I count my blessings, but it's, it's, it's like an, an advantage. It's like if, right now, if me and you want to go to a go-go right now, you might think I have to go home and say, Mom, can I get $20 to go to the go-go? Me, but my mom tired and she's sleeping, I just go in the pocketbook. Mm, 20s and 100 I would take this like $60. And you never got the upside the head? Oh, yeah, when well, my brother and sister told on me. <laughs> they, they, they know the only way I could go to the club was take it from my mom. My, they just wouldn't take it. And what from. was dad's intake on your little trips to the purse and stuff? Oh, oh my, my my father was, he wasn't the disciplinary. My, my father was just took care of us. But my mom is the one laid down the law. When and it comes he never to, say, <clears throat> son, come in, let me talk to you. He'd give me advice. He'd give me advice. He'd attempt, teach me about temptation. Yeah, he was lenient. My father, but my father was so great. No, he was the type of man, like you said from the beginning. No, he, he didn't. He, he was trying to teach you lessons after my parents, instead of being after my physical. And my mom died. We had a cookout one year later after my mom passed. And he said, Philip, go in the room and give me my bathroom slippers. I went and got the bathroom slippers and came back. He went into a coma at the oh, cookout. God. And four days later, he passed away. Just like that. Go get his last words. Go get my. Go get me my shoes. Mm. So, yeah, we had no idea that he was within sick. four days he was sick the whole time. Wouldn't let nobody know. Mm. So what happened was when we buried him. I mean, you have experienced some things. They said they wanted to see me. They can't do nothing with the body. And I, well, I said, what's going on? So they set me in there with my father's lawyer. And they out of nine kids, you know, he, he left me everything that he had. I mean, mm-hmm. everything. They loved you. Mm-hmm. And you so what I supposed to do, I spent all the money with my brothers and sisters because and my family. older brother was so mad because he was the oldest son. He thought he was entitled. Right, but I'm the baby, so I just, oh, no. Every time I talk about my dad, I get kind of emotional a little yeah, bit. Because let's get back to street sense. Yeah, let me tell you about street sense. Yeah, too. so you got a divorce and mm-hmm. it been, you got sick, and then all of a sudden you became homeless. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what happened after you became homeless? I became How did home- you get from being homeless to street sense? Well, 
But my mom and father being gone, my wife gone, and the kids down there in North Carolina, her parents made me all the constant know I'm staying in D.C. So you'd be surprised how your friends are growing up because their lifestyle was totally different. I'm telling you now. Yeah, so I, and obviously I'm going home and I live with my aunt, but I was just riding the bus back and forth, back and forth every single day, back and forth, back and forth. And then when I ran out of money, um, I went to the Giant in Friendship Heights, and I took um, one of the rotisserie chickens, and the lady saw me. <laughs> <laughs> so she, so by the time she told, and by the time the manager even Wait a minute, I don't, don't want to make you laugh, but what did she say? Put that back. Don't you eat that. No, she looked at me and just walked <laughs> away, but I had no idea she was going to tell the manager on me. <laughs> I wouldn't have said no, but I would say enjoy. Mm, she ahead. told him. I guess. I yeah, mean, I don't know. People go don't ahead. want you. People rather see you go to work and do something to earn money to pay for it. She was one of them hard old school. Well, I don't know. I, I took a poll one time and I say, uh, if he was hungry, what would you rather do? Take your chances on going in a store and stealing something, or to stand out in front of the store and ask somebody to buy you some food? And don't you know, a lot of the people said they'd rather uh, uh, go in the store and steal than to ask somebody. Yeah, because what you can do is, see, nowadays, when, when they first start making food, they make hot food. So if I go in the store and can this start eating with a grocery cart, <laughs> I'll buy the pork chop and put it back <laughs> up under the, the ones that you, you can't just sit there and eat all day. You gotta eat fast. I open up the Oreo cookies. Open up Oreo, eat about six of those, but then oh, they called all. They, they called so, okay, all. Okay, okay. Then what happened when she went and told the manager? They they, they told me they called they called the security. They took me in the back and did they rough you up with the chicken? No, they, mm -mm, then they said, "Man, you can have the chicken." The lady bought you the chicken, but we don't want you to come in here no more. Oh. I just could never go back. But the chicken, it was so good and. They had just fixed it. <laughs> that was one of them good rotisserie chicken because it was lemon flavor. Okay, lemon. okay, now we're getting off track again. Okay. How did you get the street set? Okay, I was riding the bus, and then I was walking up Wisconsin Avenue. Mm -hmm. I was just so tired. And right before sticking in the kitchen on the right-hand side, I sat on the curb, and I fell asleep. So when a lady woke me up, she said, you see that place right there? That's Friendship Place. And they give you, she said, are you homeless? I just told her because I didn't know. I said, yeah, I am. So they gave me coffee, and, and I met the pastor, Frank Collins. His church was um, St. Albans and Church of Annunciation on Wisconsin Avenue. So he, when he told me about Street Sense, he brought me down here, and I got orientated. And they gave me, when I first started, they gave me 20 papers to set up in that area. And it was like, uh-uh, I cannot do this. It was only selling for a dollar. And, yeah. I don't know what my street says. No, no, get a real job. I mean, that was. <laughs> that sure was I, discouraging, wasn't it? I saw that trash can behind me at CVS and took the 20 papers. I kept the $4 that somebody had gave me. I was there all day, like nine hours. Mm. All day. I just threw the papers away. I can remember those days. When I guess he called down street sense because Laura was running the place, Laura and Ted Henson. So what I did was the pastor knew I didn't work there no more. Cause they told him I quit. Mm -hmm. So he said, how the street sense is going? I said, it's going pretty good. And all the time, he knew I had quit. Mm -hmm. So like I said, he gave me another chance and 
I just started believing in myself a little bit because maybe it was a holiday. St. Patrick's Day had on a green hat. The same that wore the green hat, took the hat off, went to CBS, go get a cupcake. I love cupcakes. I came out of the, the, the CBS and the hat was gone. Oh, somebody hit you. That was July the 1st, but July the 2nd is Dr. Seuss' birthday. Mm. So Janie Elementary, they was um, celebrating his birthday. So they came out of class, and they all came across the Best Buy and the um, container store, and they walked in. See, yeah, well, all of them with their hats on. They looked so good. Mm-hmm. There was about 30 of them. So after that, I said, where y'all, where y'all get those hats from? She said, you don't know what day it is? And I said, no. She said, Dr. Seuss' birthday. So yeah. she gave me one. He's a good one, too. Yeah, so when she gave me the hat, I started, I don't know, I started building a comedy. And then I started, I said, well, you know what? I might go to, I went to um, Party City, and I wore the whole suit. The hat really? Was, I got three you suits. You got the suit? I got three suits right now. I got the book bag. I got the book bag, everything. Yeah, then, I got the book bag. But, you know, my girl, she used to love the, her favorite thing was um, put me in the zoo and I can put my spots on you. She used to love that book. Mm-hmm. But you, before I even met you or ever seen you, I heard people talk about, yeah, the cat and Abby getting that money, mm-hmm. getting that, you know, all over the city. You know. And I say, who is this cat in the hat? Mm-hmm. And then I went over Eastern Market and I said, oh, that's why they call him cat, because he got the hat like the cat in the hat. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, me and your husband, me and him became good friends because, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm, he I'm, was I'm, your number one fan. Yeah, and then I was a plumber also. So, by me, I wasn't doing the kind of plumbing jobs that I was doing or making the kind of money, but just working with Street Sense, Street Sense is a. Confidence Street builder? Is a, it's, a, it's a game changer. It, it changed your whole life, that people who you meet. And then I did, and then I met uh, with the suit, I met um, Pat Lawson Muse. Um, Jim Hanley, and then I started doing things for their kids, and they have a party, and they want me to come. Yeah. And then me and um, then Pat called down here and asked them can, they wanted me to help her with backpack for kids. Oh. So I did backpack for kids for her. So Street Sense opened up some doors for you. Mm-hmm. I met Kojo Nomley. I met um, Kojo Nomley. He was in that the building next to CVS. I became popular with the animals, so everybody just started calling me cat. Cat in the hat, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was different then because we had we you can take as many vests as you want, the green vests, those uh-huh. green vests. Yeah, I remember. I would line six green vests up on to try to promote my. I would lay the papers out because the papers only a dollar. Right. I would take fifty papers and just line them up to promote my own business. And if you have enough papers down there, <laughs> so it became popular. Now only I was meeting people. I was. Um, so it turned out to be a positive for it you. It was such a positive. And then um, Abby Strunk, she was the, before Brian Carone with two other directors. Mm-hmm. She was a director. And she said, well, Philip, we're having um, a fundraiser at American University. Do you want to come and help? And you might can sell papers. I just said, yeah, but she didn't know. I knew a lot of people up AU. Mm-hmm. So we had ice cream. We had tables set up, street sets, balloons. Felt like a celebrity. I felt like, oh man, I felt like Elvis Presley up in there. Or Tom Jones, you know. So, all together, you say, growing up in D.C. and working for Street Sense, you've had your ups and downs, but. Mm. The best I've ever had in my own life is Street Sense. Yeah. I'm talking about it's. So, you would say if, if a person, you know, needed some help, would you recommend Street Sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I've. 
I bought in about at least about forty five vendors. Oh. They, they, and they still working now. That that's very successful. Well, you've been vendors. doing good. Yeah, because and then when you bring in vendors, they give you free papers, and then not only the free papers, the, the more papers I can get for free, and didn't have to buy anything, and I'm doing a good. Right. I, I, I wanted to help people. Yeah. It wasn't like you know, and then I don't know. Street sense is just people would invite me. It's to a them. good thing. And then when people start really donating money to Street Sense, because you have to build something to, to get something. Yeah, but do you, do you um, like I heard some vendors say, which I really didn't believe until I started doing it for a long time, they be getting hundreds of dollars a day and stuff like that. And I say, they could be lying. Mm. But then on Thursdays and Fridays, after I had been doing it about two years or so, mm. and I really started hustling, I was getting a hundred dollars on Thursdays and Fridays, you know, mm-hmm. and usually I I I make pretty good, but like you say, it's what you put into it is what you get out of it. I was working But do you see that as a stepping stone, or do you self see yourself being here longer? Mm, um, I look at it. Once the public, if you can create your own identity in the public sees what you're doing. When the public sees you, you know, yeah. people will ride past, you know, Pat Lawson will go to the room, boom, boom, fill out. I'm like, hey, Pat. And people say, you know her. Yeah. How you know Pat Lawson? I'm like, just being here but on But see, like, you're more of a celebrity and stuff. Yeah, 20 know? hours a day for like, I've been doing this for like, what, this is my 17th year. Yeah. And you, you don't have to be homeless to sell a paper. But, you know, when you started out and I started out, because I started out back in 2011, too, long time ago. It was different, and like you say, the papers were a dollar, and you ain't get no money, and you could write all you want, you just wasn't gonna get nothing. But now, the vendors that they have, they got their own YouTube program videos, and mm. go sponsor me, and all that. They getting more than them hundred dollars that we used to get. Yeah, but but, but the thing about it is, it's, it's more, uh, I'm into street sense with street sense. Whatever money I get. Because you like helping. Yeah, whatever money I get, I just get. Because if I work 20 hours a day, like I start at 5.30 in the morning. If I wouldn't be here right now. Because people ain't there walk their dogs. When they walk their dogs and come out, they say, hey, Philip. I pat the dog on the thing. When I come out, Philip, I'm going to take care of you. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Why dogs sit at their house and watch the dog for a weekend? I had to take a break, though. Because I used to get up and be downtown at 7 o'clock. And I would work until 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then on Thursday and Fridays, I'd get down there. Ooh, it's Thursday. It's Friday. I got to get that money. Come downtown and be downtown at 7. And then go home until 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. And it'd be colder than anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> people used to tell me, look, if I give you this money, will you go home now? Because <laughs> it's like... No. Too cold for you, you old lady. It's you like know. last night, I got off at 3.30 because the club right across from Eastern Market is a place called Tennis Clips. And they stay open. But that's why I say the game is changing now, but, but, but it but, is a step. But we, we, we brought on some talented, very talented people that can write. Yeah. You know, yeah. me and Jeffy McNeil, me and him, so good friends. Yeah. But sometimes Jeffy'd be a little too controversial. He'd be on, yeah, he'd be on something. You know, you know, but then they, I mean, like you, I mean. Opinions. You, you never thought that when you bring somebody, then my son was working here too. I had a son. Uh, yeah, I remember I met him. Little Phil. 
Yeah. He'll, he'll wear wigs. He'd be like me. Trying to be like that. Yeah, he, 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 he didn't want to wear the hat, so he, <laughs> he the jury, yeah, he brought his own image up. Uh-huh. You know, me and he work side by side. Yeah. You know, he said, but then how come you making so much money? I said, because you're good, son. I'm just a little bit better. And look, yeah. Then I joke with him, but I tell him he, he, he wouldn't put no time in. He'd come work two hours. He said, Pop, I'm gone, man. He said, you got any money? I'm like, there you go. I said, he's like, oh, well, you, get you that made book. all that? I'm like, come on, man. I've been doing this for a long time. That's the thing, you're, like you say, initially people don't want to stick to it. Because I told my husband, hey, you out your tree because I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I ain't going to be out here all day long and go home with $20. But as time went on and you started noticing what to do and what not to do and what to say and what not to say, and your personality opened up and you're not, you know, afraid, it, it can be beneficial. And especially yeah. if you like helping. Uh, see, it's two good points. It's the point of helping others, and it's the point of helping yourself. Yeah. Because by us selling the papers, it opened up doors for people that really need right help. Right before new management came in. When Brian Carone came in, oh, my God, I did not like Brian. He did not like me. He, you know, Brian suspended me three times. Really? Mm-hmm. I was suspended for... He's he, always thought I was a good girl. Mm-hmm. He, I, I don't know. I guess it's not the hat. I guess it was his attitude. Well, no, my attitude, bro, because... Brian, he shop. He, I did my homework on him. Yeah. But he was just so hard struck, and then when he suspended me, I was still selling papers. I would not. I would sell every single day. Wow. Oh. I pay a vendor to go buy me papers. Not no fine. I say you going to give me fifty papers? I give you a hundred dollars, like that because I had it. But you gave we, us we, a we, good outlook on what it is to be a new a Washingtonian, and what it is to grow up here and. What it is to be homeless and different ways you become that. It's not just me. Street Sense helped a whole lot, lot of, people. of people. This is what Even I'm talking about. Every vendor who I bought in still with Street Sense, and they're very successful. Yeah. You know, they can paint, they can draw them like, yeah. oh, you can draw. And, and not only that, you can do it at your time when mm. you want. Yeah. And at, when you get a certain age, you want to have that. Ability to work when you want and know if yeah. you don't want to. But when you want, when you see improvements that you don't agree to, you know we used to get emergency papers. We don't get that no more. Um, it's a lot know, of things. It keeps changing it as keeps the years changing. go on. And then they wanted to change it. Then when Brian Carmon changed it, then Street says media. I'm like, what's this media thing? Then they went up to two dollars. It was hard starting off because people would still give you a dollar for the paper. And then mm-hmm. this, you suggested donation to another. So it's it's mind of a adapt in order for the vendors to be better. His idea was to make streets okay, better. Okay, one last question, and then I'm going to let you go. What do you see happening for the homeless people in the future, short term and long term? Um, it's it's it's, it's going to get better because it's going to get better because um, I say. 60 40 because most defendants that come here and get apartments, they dead. They don't even want to stand there. All those pictures up there in that room up there, all those are my friends. Me and me and David Denny work side by side. Me and um, um, Bilal, um, James Stewart yeah, work side by side. That it's your on. lifestyle. Because once you start doing better with Street Sense, 
it's easy to fall back in that same drug pattern or whatever because you're friends. Yeah. When you making money, you want to go around your friends and know that you're doing okay now. So do you think there's anything at Street Sense that help people, like the social worker that they got and stuff, do, do they help with people, you know, say like you an alcoholic and you just straighten up and you ain't sleeping on the sidewalk and now mm-hmm. you got a, a job selling Street Sense. And you haven't been drinking. You've been going to AA and stuff like you that. You call your sponsor and all like that. Yeah. But just but, but the but the social worker don't be with you at night. You be out in the oh, street. Oh, they don't have no support. Yeah, yeah. You got plenty of support, but you be but but the but, but, but the lifestyle, the bling bling. You you yeah, you cleaning yourself bad. up. You look good. You look like a piece of chicken. But at the same time, when you go in the where your atmosphere is. Yeah. And I like this. They ain't got guns. No, well, got... you know, they used to say that about people that, that do a hard time incarceration. But now they have changed the laws. When people get out of jail, they give them money. Yeah. A couple of thousand dollars. They put yeah. them up in in places, you know. So, yeah, but as see, far as I'm concerned, no, I think it's going to get better. It's going to get better, but eight of them will do good. But the other ten... Going to fall back in that pattern because you can act as if all you want to. I can be sitting there talking about three cents right now, leave here, and go buy me any kind of drug that I want. <laughs> I mean, it's my choice. But, but you, then I'm people not, gonna say, uh, here, here's a dollar, and and don't buy drugs, don't they, get drunk. They, they and do that now. You know my response is, or they say, or they where say, do they sell dollar drugs at? Yeah, and dollar liquor. Where you gonna, where you gonna buy with this? What what, what <laughs> I tell you, some people okay, say, we gotta cut it off. You have been absolutely Thank wonderful. Thank you so much. You gave us a lot of info, and you gave us the feel of being a Washingtonian. Yeah. And it's just life. Ups you, and downs, that's how it is. Streets comes to, street says first, the hat second. Okay, but God bless you. I'm going to put the hat you. in front of the <laughs> God bless you because uh, you so much. Change, you're honest and you're a real man. Because men experience things. Mm. And I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right.